Windows has a moment, and the oddest Xbox maneuver we've seen in a long time. Happy Friday, friends! It is Friday, and it is, it, somehow, it is March 1st. Although, <laughs> there was a leap day yesterday, and I if, I if I got a vote, I would say, if we get an extra day in a month, if you get an extra day, don't shove it into February. February is the worst month, in my opinion, and putting it in February is just bad. Give it to us in, like, July or, like, a December or something, just not February. Anyways, happy Friday, friends. Hopefully you all had a wonderful week. It has been packed with a Microsoft announcement that was delayed. There's some weird Xbox maneuvering with toys for Bob. Let's just dive into the news. So, the biggest news of the week on the Windows side, which is near and dear to my heart, is Moment 5. You know, aptly named Moment 5. It's the fifth moment in a moment momentous event. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. Anyways, Moment 5 uh, released on Thursday of this week after a couple days of delay. Now, I'll be interested to learn, try to learn why this was delayed. Now, Microsoft didn't announce it and it was delayed, but people in the know and like I knew it was supposed to come out on Tuesday and then it got delayed a couple days. So anyways, uh, there's new Copilot skills. So if you're using Copilot, uh, there's new AI features and photos and ClipChamp, which is still hard to say. These are generative erase features and the Photos app. Uh, and there's also some silence removal features and some of the video stuff. There's better Android integration with Windows 11. Windows 11 will soon display notifications for recent photos taken on Android smartphones. There are voice access improvements with voice shortcuts on Windows 11. There are also inking improvements. There are also sharing improvements. You can now share uh, to Snapchat, Instagram, and I think WhatsApp is also included in there as well. Snap layout suggestions are now available to everybody. That new widget board experience, that is also available, which allows it's on, it's on the, uh, the widgets board is getting a new left navigation pane that lets users switch between news widgets and only the, really the widgets you want to see because we don't want to see uh, the news widgets. There's also some auto patch updates for IT pros out there. And there's also some new Windows uh, 365 boot features that are also arriving as well. So this is really just a, a pretty pretty healthy update wrapped all up and just coming in what they call well moment five i mean everybody will get this eventually it is slowly rolling out right i believe if you're what they call a seeker you can go grab it early or early meaning like sooner than if you just waited to it uh, get pushed to your machine but yeah, so moment five, rolling out-ish, and Microsoft now has that behind them. And the next big Windows update we're expecting that will happen sometime, we believe in June, or at least get talked about, will be that 24H2. And so that's the one that all of us should really be keeping our peepers uh, focused on here as we see what's coming down the pipeline from the Microsofts. Also, speaking of other things, Copilot, speaking of other things, obviously, Copilot will soon be coming to OneDrive. And I had a lot of reservations, I, which we'll get to here in a second. First off, this is only coming to enterprise and education accounts, and it'll effectively like look at your content and allow you to query it and ask questions about it, which uh, part of me is like, yay, that's great. But this is not coming to consumer yet. I think, I think we all know, hey, this is going to happen. And this is where it starts to get a little dicey because like, do you have to give permission? What is Microsoft doing with all that data? Do they do what kind of analytics are they doing on it? You know, what are they doing with this honeypot of information about you, my dearest listener? Right? They could read everything. Imagine if you have tax documents and their co-pilot suddenly knows, oh, Brad makes uh, $12,000 a year and we should not target him with, uh, I don't know, luxury vacations. Like that, like that. You can see how that could happen. 
open. And Microsoft very clearly will not say that that is what they're doing. And of course, they'll promote privacy. And you might even have to be paying for that $20 a month service to that happen. But again, let's say you're not paying for that $20 a month service. And then all of a sudden they're like, ah, they're not paying, but they are using like, we'll just, we'll just look at their data anyways, in case they want, just in case they decide to sign up that way. It'll be a better onboarding experience because we'll already have their data profile. I don't know. I don't, it just, it weirds me out. Uh, we've kind of accepted like the web browsers, like know everything to some degree about us, but like Copilot would now, now know like everything about you not just what you're browsing but what you saved what you're typing what you're doing what you're mathing and what you're using paint for um yeah it just yeah i don't know it's just something just something just, we we all just know how this is gonna go anyway so there's that the last big uh like windows news of the week is actually that ignite is coming back microsoft ignite conference and it's not just coming back it's going back to its roots which is in chicago from november 18th through the 22nd in 2024 then so you grab yourself a deep dish pizza now anybody who went to this particular ignite will know that this was not a great experience. There were some logistical issues. There were some food experiences. Um, so hopefully Microsoft gets all that sorted out and has a better time this time around. But either way, this is in person, by the way. So super happy to see that things are happening once again in person for Ignite. Oh, and the last bit of news is that the Microsoft has extended the deadline to access the classic Teams app to July 1st of 2024. Well, the only reason I bring this up is it doesn't impact most people, but it's gonna mean that that new, so if you go into Teams and like the new ones, there's like the new, new Teams and it's got new written all over it. it means it's probably sticking around until at least July. Like that's, that, that, that was my takeaway that, hey, you're going to be stuck with that new on your taskbar until that happens. So the gaming news side, gaming news, there is some interesting information. First off, Power World is continuing to crush it at 25 million players. That is a really big deal. But Xbox has 10 million of that. I think that's phenomenal numbers for Xbox at the end of the day. And 10 million is 10 million. So good job to Power World. They are crushing it. Happy for those guys and gals, I should say. But I think the interesting news of the week is this. Toys for Bob is breaking off from Activision slash Microsoft and they're going independent. This like this feels really odd because Microsoft, as we know, just spent a whole bunch of money, nearly $70 billion or whatever it was, uh, dollar dues, to snatch up Activision and all of its portfolios of studios. And then a couple months later, we're hearing about one breaking off and going independent, Toys for Bob, which has been around for a long time. And they've made a bunch of different titles in the way past. But them breaking off is super interesting to me. Now, there's a couple things that I think are worth pointing out. Yes, they go through like Spyro and a couple other other titles that they worked on a while ago. Um... But they go through and say that we are in the early stages of developing our next title, uh, which is interesting. Now, let me break this down. It's believed that Toys for Bob was working on supporting the main bread and butter at the end of the day, which was Warzone, various Call of Duty titles. So my gut tells me that Microsoft looked at all this. Remember, they just laid off a bunch of people from Toys for Bob. And there was those rumors like they were going around, like they were shutting down the studio, they're closing the building and that sort of stuff. Here's what I think happened. Microsoft was cleaning up and, and reorganizing Xbox or the Activision Studios at, as we know they have done. And Toys for Bob just like didn't make sense anymore. And so what they were doing is like, okay, all these people are really just working on Call of Duty. Why don't we just either A, bring them literally into Call of Duty just to make it easier. And then Toys for Bob just goes away. 
And that's it. And then all of a sudden, the people that they were laying off were like, hey, 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 Microsoft, what if you just let us take the studio with us? And we'll take the people too. So you don't have to really maybe lay everybody off. We'll take all these people and just go form a thing and we'll spin out. Now, what's I think the reason why they're allowing this is that I, I would be shocked if they are taking any IP with them. So, right, so when you see they're working on their new game or early stages of the new game, to me, it sounds like Microsoft's like, look, we were going to shut this thing down anyway. These people were going to get laid off. Let's just throw them a bone, allow them to take this studio where they've worked for a long time. They have no IP, so they effectively got to start from scratch anyways, and they can go do their thing. It'll make them feel good and give them an opportunity. It will reduce the burden of us of having to cut people. And besides, they were just working on Call of Duty anyways, and we're already packed to the gills with everything for Call of Duty. That is my guess here, is that the Toys for Bob thing is just a creative way uh, of maneuvering through these layoffs. And in, in their letter, they even say, we hope to work with Microsoft. And so I suspect that they potentially had a game idea that they wanted to build, probably brand new IP or something like that. And they pitched it to Microsoft and like, look, we want to build this game. This is this is like what we want to do, guys. Like we don't want to do it. We don't want to be painting trees for Call of Duty or rocks. We want to go build this, whatever this game is that we'll probably learn about in a few years is my guess. And then Microsoft's like, yeah, that's great, guys, but that doesn't really fit into what we're doing. We're trying to target like AAA style games or something. I don't know the whole conversation. I'm kind of making it up if it wasn't obvious. But the, clearly they probably pitched on Microsoft. Microsoft's like, nope, that's not really for us. Not something we can financially support right now. And so then they're like, well, what if we just did it on our own? And we connect, we, we stayed friendly and then Microsoft's like, well, we got to do layoffs anyways. And we got this building. It's like, okay, why don't we just let them go do that? Go build that stuff. They've got to you know pay their own bills. We're not going to pay their bills. And bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. I had a weird transition there. Hit the wrong button. Um, you know, it's a nice narrative and makes more people happy. I'm sure there's still some anguish or whatever going on here. Uh, but that is my expectation for what actually happened and how this kind of came about. Because I can't imagine Microsoft's going to be like, okay, cool, bro. Just go take that IP that we just paid a whole bunch of money for and do something with it. And then we don't get to sell it. Like, that's probably not what happened. So, uh, other interesting things in the world of gaming is super... Super, uh, Direct SR, Direct SR, or Super Resolution. So Microsoft said they are announcing Direct SR, which is a new API designed in partnership with GPU hardware vendors to enable seamless integration with Super Resolution into the next generation of games. Super Resolution is a cutting edge technology or technique that increases the resolution and visual quality in games. Direct SR is the missing link developers have been waiting for when approaching SR integration, providing a smoother, and more efficient experience that scales across hardware. Now, I'm not really a gambler. And by not really a gambler, I'm, I don't really gamble at all. I mean, I can't say I haven't ever. Uh, but I would bet some money that this is going to show up in Xbox V next. Right? Microsoft has DirectX. Microsoft has DirectSR. Microsoft does all this stuff. It's going to show up in the next Xbox. And it will be a feature for that console, at least for the development of it. Now. On to the questions of the week, my friend. Uh, Jacob says, what could be the implication of Toys for Bob going independent from Activision and Xbox yet also exploring a possible partnership with Microsoft? I think I tried to just, if you rewind the podcast, obviously you have heard it by now, but the other, the partnership part to me would be, they probably said, look, if we can get this thing into a state and it looks promising, we promise that you will probably get uh, first right of refusal or something like that would be what I would expect. 
So, uh, Robert says, will Microsoft ever make a third attempt at the mobile market? Brad, inquiring minds wants to know, not any time soon. They, they did, they made, well, they, they really kind of have had a third effort, right? They had Windows Mobile, like, like the OG Windows Mobile. Then they had Windows Phone. Then they had these things. So really, they're like on their fourth endeavor. Now, you could make the argument that version one, the Windows Mobile original version, was successful. Like, right? They did fairly well with it. It was just until that dang iPhone and BlackBerry and Android and everything else that came after Windows Phone effectively did, you know, even better and then killed the market for Microsoft. And so I, it would be, it'll be a while and I don't see them, I don't see them doing it anytime soon, unfortunately. I'd love it if they did. I think a lot of people would, but I think the reality is, is that there's just too much money has been burned in that pit of mobile at the end of the day. Their next mobile play is going to be a mobile game store. I mean, that's, that's going to be it. We all know that. Amit says, hi Brad, any update on Windows on ARM? Have you seen any progress on the current devices and when do we... When will we see the next big Snapdragon update for Windows? So there is some ARM news, which I did not put at the top of the show. Uh, and, and it's not super savvy, but they did show off on some of their new kit, uh, the their AI functionality, and it was like trampling Intel stuff. Now, there's... I, I don't tend to get, don't get caught up in benchmarks because especially from their, when, when they came from the vendor, like, do you really expect Snapdragon's going to come out and be like, Hey, here's our new AI stuff. It's a third as good as what Intel and AMD are doing. No, of course they're not going to do that. They're going to find whatever cherry pick scenario that makes the most sense for their product. Um, but that is the first thing we've really started to see from, right? Like we know they do AI stuff. Uh, on chip and so we're starting to see that next generation which again keep your eyes and ears and hearts uh peeled for what appears to be a june timeline of events Rafik says hi brad shouldn't microsoft released in the next generation an all-in-one handheld console where you'll have the console game pass and a pc mode where you'll get pc game pass and if and the third party stores like steam and also incorporate the future of xbox mobile store with other mobile stores and services so that you can get basically capture all audiences in one single device so that is very aspirational that microsoft would be able to execute something like that i mean i mean that i mean that with the best of intentions you're effectively talking about basically an open platform that can run several different styles of games from several different stores using several different mechanics. And it's not that Microsoft couldn't build something like that. It's totally doable. However, certain choices will have to be made. Like which which of those scenarios gets the, the first class experience? Like when at some point Microsoft would have to build like a virtualization layer. Like how do you keep things separate? How do you keep people from hacking the, the console experience? How do you keep Steam games and mobile games from not interacting and confusing? Using each other and so at some point they have to like start making um the least bad choice and when you have that many different stores and that many different styles and that many different platforms like steam mobile traditional console and pc games like the problem is it'll be a jack of all trade and master of none and i think that's why microsoft would not do something like that it's it's a great like idea where you just have one store one game and everything else and it just works and microsoft tried to do stuff like that many many years ago but it just it just never really worked out because of again what are the least bad options that you're going to have to choose so 
Uh, Mr. PKI dropping two questions. He says, it looks like Elon Musk likes Windows laptops and decided to get support from Satya Nadella. Do you think he also plays Game Pass Ultimate on his laptop? So Elon Musk put out a tweet where he was like yelling about Windows, how you can't get to Windows, you can't install Windows 11 effectively or start up a new device without creating a Microsoft account. Technically you can, and he got community noted where you can have it. But however, it's not straightforward. Like the, the default path flow for Microsoft is like sign up for account, log in, and then do all that stuff. And so Elon didn't want to do that. And he got frustrated because he couldn't find it. I'm not here to defend Elon and or Microsoft. And he couldn't find the option because it is buried. And so then he went on a Twitter rant and all that. And then there was like a million responses saying like, well, I can't create, I can't view content on X without having to create an account. I can't use my Tesla without creating an account. And people started memeing it and all that stuff. But actually, I don't think Elon would be a GamePad, Gay Pass Ultimate subscriber. Here's why, Mr. PKI, because they literally put Steam in some of their cars. So I bet he's a Steam gamer. That's the only reason why. And ending question of the week from Mr. PKI. Ooh, what is the best character on Brotato on Game Pass? So I only I only played Brotato for like 10 minutes and then I stopped. Um, Brotato, I like vampire uh, survivors and I was, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just didn't gravitate to Brotato. So I don't have, I don't know. Maybe you could tell us, Mr. PKI, who the best character is on there uh i can answer vampire survivor questions but not so much the brotato question so that wraps it up my friends that is the week it is march february is done i'm hoping that spring is right around the corner spring is my favorite time of the year hopefully you had a wonderful week and we'll catch all of you right back here next time